Joining us from the Blue Quill Angler is Chris Steinbeck. Good morning, Chris. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are you? You know, I'm doing okay. I'm looking out the window. It's going to be close to 50 today, and that's about average. It just hasn't stayed around there very much lately. Let's. I know you've got a new website up, and I really want to talk about that and the information people will be able to get off of it. But let's kind of go through what's going on in fishing right now. How is this up and down snow every Wednesday? You know that we've had <laughs> snow, I think, seven out of the last eight Wednesdays. And we're supposed to get it next Wednesday. How has that been affecting the fishing? You know, it's we're still seeing a lot of our winter uh, patterns right now where the fish are still hanging out in the deeper water. But, I mean, we get these nice stretches over the weekends, like you've been saying. We've been having some really strong days out on the river. Um, Really productive days, lots of quality fish. Uh, We're getting into that time of year where, um, in terms of the bugs, we're starting to see our spring midge hatch. Um, and that's only going to get better, better over the next few weeks, which is a really big midge in our, uh, in our little small fly world. Um, but yeah, we're see that we're right knocking on the door of the spawning season here. Um, and so we are just, we're fired up right now. And there's these little warm <laughs> sections that we're getting for a few days here and there. Um, great time to go to the river. Great time. Fish a lot of midday stuff. And, um, the fish have been really happy lately. Well, you know, that's one, one good point you brought up that I really enjoy, and that's the fact that this time of the year, because the water, the river's are iced up except for the tailwaters, and that's going to expand as the weather gets warmer. Um, but the fish are more active during the warmest part of the day. You don't have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to be on the river, and you don't have to or be there late in the evening. The fish are actually the most comfortable this time of the year when you're the most comfortable, so that makes it kind of nice. Uh, I like that. A few of the, yeah, take me through a few of the waters that you have been fishing and what you've been seeing there. Yeah, so we're still we're fishing, like you said, a lot of tailwaters, a lot of rivers that are controlled by dams. Um, fishing a lot on the South Platte down near Deckers and up in Cheeseman Canyon. Um, Deckers has been is usually a really reliable winter fishery, and this winter's no different. Um, we're having uh, really productive days down at Deckers right now, and that's just going to get you know, fired up and fired up. And, and what we're seeing, too, especially on the pre-front side of things, if we stay on this pattern and we keep getting these storms once a week, usually if you, if you can knock on the door of the river about a day before that storm hits, you know, or even the morning of as that pressure starts dropping, that's going to give you a chance to see some really prolific bug hatches, which gets the fish really active. Um, now, technically speaking, we're still throwing a lot of small flies, but this is the time of year where we're, we, you know, we throw some of those bigger buggers. Um, we've been throwing a lot of the bigger crane fly larvae right now, too, which is a big fly in the fly fishing world. Uh, and this is the time of year that pattern really excels. So think outside the box. You don't have to go small. Um, Deckers is really reliable. The Blue River up in Silverthorne could be really fun this time of year, especially midday when it's nice and comfortable up there. And uh, the Arkansas River below the Pueblo tailwater continues to produce a lot as well. You know, that, that tailwater below Pueblo Reservoir, uh, uh, even before they did that improvement, it was one of my favorite fisheries. You know, they've done a lot of improvements, improved the trout habitat there. But it, as you get close to the reservoir, it's a multi-species 
uh, everything that comes out of that reservoir could be there. And I've had days where I've caught not only trout, but I've caught smallmouth bass, largemouth bass. I've caught panfish. I've caught wipers. I even caught a 20-pound catfish in that tailwater once. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> That'll that'll stretch your string, let me tell you. So that's that's been a favorite. And since they did that improvement down there, and it's probably one of the most reliable as far as being ice-free all winter long, don't you think? It it really is. And and what's cool about it, because it stays a little warmer down there, we start seeing our mayfly hatches, which usually, like on the South Platte, we don't start seeing those till April. You can see that much earlier in Pueblo. So the bug life could be even a little bit more prolific down there, which... To prove your point, it just keeps it ice-free and it keeps the fish um, hungry all winter long. As a whole, and counting the mountain streams and things, we're having an extremely cold winter. In fact, it's the 14th coldest Colorado winter in history. Has that been affecting uh, the way you approach some of the upper rivers, or is that going to? Has it built up more ice? Are we going to have a, a longer wait till you know open water runoff? away from the tailwaters, you got any feeling? You know, it's, as you know, the next couple months dictate so much of that. Uh, But I could tell you, like the Colorado River, usually St. Patrick's Day is our mark for being, you know, ice off and fishing really strong. Um, And this year, we'll see what happens. It's still pretty icy up there on the upper Colorado. Um, But if we get a few of these, you know, a couple of these nice weeks in a row, that's going to melt that shelf ice pretty quick. So um, I would say, yeah, probably towards the end of March, some of those free stones should start opening up pretty good. And, um, yeah, it's got the makings to be a pretty powerful runoff if it continues on the trend it is. Yeah, I want to talk to you more about that runoff. But first, let's talk about your new website. Tell us about it. Yeah, so we spent a lot of work here up in Evergreen. Uh, folks, go to the bluequillangler.com, www.bluequillangler.com. Um, it is a fantastic site. We're trying our best. We're putting a ton of content up there. And so we just launched this website this week. Um, some of the River Report pages are still being tweaked right now, but we're going to be able to put exactly what flies we've been throwing down the day on all the rivers we fish here close to the metro area. Um, we have, um, reliable reports from really prolific guides in the industry for like Pat Dorsey. Um, we have a lot of how to videos will be posted, whether it's how to rig up your fly rod or read the river and find where the feeding fish are or how to tie flies. We're going to have all this content on our website. Um, the main thing being the fish reports is going to be blowing people away. Um, and then we, um, also have our entire retail store on our site and it's all really easy to navigate um but we actually have every individual fly that we carry up on our website so um it's it makes it pretty easy as you guys shop around look around use a lot of the filters on your left hand side you can pick out exactly what fly you want to find um yeah so as you could tell Terry, we're really excited about it and the opportunity for us to keep providing content for everybody is going to be, um, it's definitely there for us. Do you have any information that will improve my casting? I got a terrible back cast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you find that, you let me know too. (laughs) Yeah. Did I ever tell you the time that, uh, lefty, uh, lefty Cray and Bob Clouser were on the show at the same time. And Bob's Bob said, 
do you remember Lefty the first time we fished together? And Lefty said, yeah, I do. I asked you if you watched your back cast and Bob said, and I said, no. And Lefty said, and I said, good. I wouldn't want to look at it either. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. Now, we lost a great, you know, Lefty would have been 98 this last week. You know, he passed away a few years ago, but what a, what a blessing to the industry he was. So yeah. the, the, t- tell us about the website again. It's at, it's at just bluequillangler.com, right? Yep, yep, just bluequillangler.com. Um, once you get there, you should be able to find anything you want. Um, there's information on our guided trips there. There's a ton of information on the classes that we run up here at the Blue Quill, which is, um, you know, now's the kind of time, if, if anybody out there is interested in learning how to fly fish, now's the time to start thinking about that. As we start approaching summertime here and approaching late spring, our classes fill up pretty quick just because of how um, the reputation they have is really strong, and the instructors that teach a class are some of the best instructors around. Um, and so you can find all that information on our website. As always, call us, you know, 303-674-4700, and we're happy to help over the phone anyway as well. So, um, yeah. I think it's yeah. kind of neat that you're going to talk about the flies you're throwing that day and the river conditions, you know. There's a lot of that information all over the place on the Internet, but it's hard to find one source that gives you that type of information. And that's going to be great that you guys are putting it all together in one place. I want to switch gears on you real quick, and that's the snowpack. We have a tremendous amount of snowpack, and obviously it really hasn't started melting yet to amount to much. We've got a lot of snow on the lower elevations that's melted and almost on a daily basis has changed the flows in the rivers, uh, and maybe not so much in the tailwaters because they're dam-controlled. But we're seeing that, and we're seeing the ground get a little saturated out east, so we may be looking at some better conditions there. But this amount of snowpack, and we have no way of knowing if it's going to continue. We really won't know till April. But what are your thoughts as we approach runoff, if we all of a sudden get into a winter? I mean, what first, what are you hoping for, that we all of a sudden get into winter and it flushes the rivers, or do you hope it comes down slow and prolongs the fishing? You know, um, there's benefits to both. Um, after, you know, this year specifically, I'm, I'm want as much snow as we can get. Um, even if that means we have a really strong runoff period when that hits in, you know, early mid May, um, if it lasts a month, if it lasts six weeks, two months, if we have a really big runoff, that helps a lot of rivers, you know, the Colorado river, especially the upper Colorado river, the last couple of years, we haven't had really big flows up there. The snowpack hasn't been there. There's been a little silt and, you know, sand, stuff like that, that's settled on the bottom. And, and when you have a big runoff, that cleans out the bottom of the river sometimes. And that really helps the bug life in the river, and which in turn helps the fishing. And so um, whether it's on the upper Colorado or the South Platte or any of the tailwaters around, sometimes when you get a really strong runoff, especially after a few years of kind of weak runoffs, it's a really good thing for the river to kind of clean it up, flush it out a little bit, and... Uh, set you up with nice cold water the rest of the summer so um long answer terry i'm hoping we get as much as we can and i'm hoping i mean it's nice if runoff you know doesn't hit all at one time um but if it does i'm way okay with that because it's going to set us up for the rest of the summer and into the fall this season well there's a few things in there too as we get into it we'll cover it more directly as far as what the conditions are and you know 
we say, is the river fishable? Well, sometimes we say it's not, but there's very seldom a time when you can't find pockets by shore um, that you can fish. And, of course, there's always fishing the lakes that time of the year, which too many fly anglers don't spend enough time on still water. So there'll be opportunities. But, boy, to fill these reservoirs, get some good flows, and then see the uh, flows continue cold through the summer would be so fantastic, especially for the health of some of these fisheries. Some of the flows have been low enough to maybe impact the health of the fishery a little bit, and this could turn all that around. Oh, it really can. That's just been like, you know, I live up here in Evergreen, and it's not the fun time to shovel every other <laughs> day it feels like up here. But this year, it's bring it on. I'm happy shoveling for the next two months. Um, keep a lot of cold, good water for the fishies. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a good bounce-back season. Now, as far as the Colorado River, when it gets to Lake Powell and Lake Mead, I have no idea what's going to happen there. But there's a lot of right. snow in the mountains. If, if we don't lose it early, you know, we don't want to get too optimistic either because uh, early sunny days that evaporate and some of it dries, and if we don't get any rain this spring, but it's setting up to really help a lot of things that have been hurting so badly. And we're looking forward to make it like the Yampa River. I mean, that tailwater's closed right now because they're protecting that fishery. It's uh, it's one of the, where they, they keep a lot of the adults of that uh, cross-hoffer strain that are w w uh, whirling disease resistant, so they don't want to disturb that. Yet it's a great fishery that usually is open year-round. And so we're seeing some of that. We'll look forward to that getting better and better. When you do see the runoff start, how? give us a few tactics. Now, we're going to take us through, maybe we got about two minutes. Take us through um, when we start seeing the rivers open up more, what kind of flies and hatches you look for. But then how do you switch tactics when you get to the, the, the stronger runoff? You bet. You bet. So think of it from like right now to about call early mid-May when runoff starts. Focus in still on a lot of subsurface flies, um, a lot of midges, a lot of betas nymphs. Betas are our first mayfly hatch of the year, and, the may, and that usually happens early April-ish on the South Platte and the Colorado, for that matter. Um, and so, you know, that time before runoff, think a lot of uh, midges, a lot of bluing olives, um, betas nymphs, what we call them as well. And then um, as we transition, we get closer to the mid-May, and we, we runoff starts hitting a little bit. We start throwing bigger bigger patterns right off the edges of the uh, bank, so we're hardly ever getting in the water in, in a really strong runoff season. And like you said, then we go go flood, and ha the lakes happen to, and the reservoirs happen to be fishing fantastic that time of year. And so it gives us an opportunity to go expand our game, fish the uh, still water, and let the uh, rivers kind of settle down a little bit. Yeah, I think that's uh, – I want to spend – when we get closer, you and I will spend some time talking about that still water because a lot of fly anglers shy away from it because they're used to fishing the river. The river tells them where the fish are located, and the river actually makes their presentation if they, unlike me, get a good cast and you know, and, and drift through it. Um, that makes – but when you go to still water, you've got to – impart some action sometimes yourself and visualize what your fly is doing. And then they have a tough time trying to decide where to cast because they look yep. over at this big flat area. And I think they shy away. But if you learn, if you just spend some time and learn, you can get pretty good at it. And boy, uh, we have everything from warm water species down here to trout in our mid-level. And then you get up high some of these alpine lakes and it can be fantastic. 
Chris, we're yeah. going to run, but tell everybody again about the website real quick. Yeah, you bet. Guys, find us on the website line, www.bluequillangler.com. Call us with any questions you have. If you're going to head out to River Calls, we'll tell you what flies to throw. Anything we could do to help, please reach out, 303-674-4700. Terry, thank you very much. We really appreciate it. All right, my friend, we'll talk to you again soon as conditions change. Thank you.